0: the Michelle's down is on. I'm John Chidley Hill.
1: And I am Sheldon Alexander.
0: And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. Shelly, I got to tell you, I was looking forward to watching this episode all day. I was hyped to see how things panned out with Michelle and would people finally turn on her. Like, Like when the last episode ended, I didn't think of it as a cliffhanger or anything. But like, as the hours drew close to me watching, and then us recording this podcast, like I was hype. I was like, "Yeah, like I w- I want to know what's next." I yeah. like, I I don't know that Michelle's like the villain of the season, but like, mm-hmm. I was I was ready to see how things would pan out.
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't realize. I got to be honest, I didn't think that it would automatically just shift that quickly onto her. And like, we'll get into it when we get into the thick of the actual episode, but I just feel like, you know, she, it really just was worst case scenario for her, the way that it ended up playing out. You know what I mean? I think that
0: was the big big problem. Worst case scenario for her, but also like, this is a situation entirely of her own making. And I, I think it's Desi that later says like, we could, the four of us. Uh, Desi, Chanel, Michaela, Michelle, which is so funny because like now that I say their names out loud, it's like, uh, the purple cobras from, um, the dodgeball, the movie, like blaze laser blazer, right? Yeah. Chanel, Michelle, Michaela, <laughs> like, it's like their names. Anyway, mm-hmm. I got, gotcha. um, I you. Gotcha. But Desi says, and this is so right, the four of them could have made the final together.
1: So, see, I kind of have a different take on this. And I know that I've been, you know, half doing a bit this whole season regarding Michelle, but I'm actually being, like, serious here. I thought throughout the episode, so especially at the beginning, right, Michelle's talking to Chanel and Desi, and she's straight up, you know, like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. You know, she's trying to talk about it. and like. Whether right or wrong, I give her respect for at least trying and like owning up to it. Like, hey, this is what I did. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't take back what she did. Right. She didn't have to do that. She could have just told them, like, no, I'm not doing it. And that would have been the way better way to go about it, obviously. Um, but I respect the fact that she's like sat down with them and talked about it. I also respect the fact that when Tori comes in, and Tori's talking to them and trying to figure out who are the other votes. Michelle steps in and she says, "You know what? Like honestly, though, like the truth is that I led them to believe as well that like they would have more votes and I would be voting with them. She doesn't have to do that either. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I think they're I'm giving her credit for doing that because she didn't have to do that at all. And she's also probably giving up some of her game to Tori as well. In terms of telling her, like, hey, these are conversations I was having. Because it's not like she told Tori this, right? She just didn't really go with it. So, yeah, I'm giving her a little bit of credit here for at least, like, standing in it. I feel like a lot of times when this stuff happens on the show, where someone goes against someone else, so they're caught in the lie, they either try to die on the lie, or they, like, run off and hide or deflect. And she just owned it. And I give her credit for that.
0: Yeah. I got to say when this conversation began, so like it's, we should say it's Chanel and Desi are sitting with Michelle, basically being like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And then Tori joins them. And also is like, Hey, what the fuck guys? (laughs) (laughs) And Chanel is the first to apologize. And then Desi apologizes. And like, I thought they're pretty good apologies, but I also was like, man, if I was Tori, I wouldn't buy it. Um, but then, and like, there was a moment where I said to myself, Michelle's not going to apologize. Michelle's just going to, like, in my head, having like a producer brain, I was like, Michelle is going to let these two fall on the sword. And then they're going to get mad at her when the scene, like, the next scene will be them, like, actually losing their tempers on michelle and being like hey you didn't you should have spoken up there sort of thing right Mm -hmm. but you're right she owned it and like i did i did like her more than i usually do (laughs) um (laughs) for that and i was genuinely surprised yeah yeah
1: because again you didn't have to do that and we've watched the show for long enough to see the exact same scenario play out and people handle it a completely different way um mind you Tori is still mad The other part I didn't get is there's no mention that we saw, at least in the edit of Michaela's role in that whole thing. I I thought that was very interesting because I feel like Michaela's name had to come up at some point, but they didn't show that part to us. Um, I know Josh is also doing a lot in this episode, but I feel like that's like filler
0: because there's really no need for any of it. What do you do you really think it was filler?
1: So here's the thing. Yeah. So Josh talking about, you know, his whole conversation where he goes up to the other dudes and he's like, guys, it just hit me. We're in the top five. And bananas is like, you just realize this now. And I love Corey. Corey's like, come on, man, just let him have his moment. He's never made it this far before. I thought that was hilarious. But like. We knew this from last week. We talked about this from last week. That you know, this was a, the place where the show was in, and that the guys had figured it out. They're gonna make it to the final, barring like any like weird, crazy twist. But you have the numbers are on your side, and the way that it was gonna play out was that this week was gonna be a girls' week. So I don't understand the problem.
0: So that's so interesting because I I took this whole plot thread we'll call it um in a completely different way and that is longtime viewers of big brother and of the challenge know that josh is a ticking time bomb i even have it in my notes Okay. when josh gets nominated and we're skipping ahead of ourselves but when josh gets nominated i have it in my notes I'm like josh is not gonna be able to handle this <laughs> and like <laughs> one of the threads which i think the producers have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. Is that Josh cannot handle any kind of pressure. Yeah. And so like longtime viewers like me, like you, like the dear listeners of you killed it Mm -hmm. would expect there to be a scene with Josh losing his shit. And so like, they have to show us the process of like him being proud of himself, him being tense, him talking about his family, him talking about disappointing people. And then like Fessel and Corey basically being like, hold it together, like for the love of God, just like. All, and like early on, Josh even says, "Hey, I know everyone wants to make it a woman's elimination. I just have to keep it, like keep my cool, and it'll be a women's elimination." And then like part of the the dramatic tension is like he can barely do it. Like the stress of ridiculous. It really is. The stress of keeping his shit together Mm -hmm. brings him to tears. Like that is how hard your boy like needs to emote.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. I totally totally get it. And it's super strange. Um, and I thought like Josh is in a safe position. Meanwhile, look at how a guy like Chris is handling it when he should be the one with all the pressure on him because he's a consistent target, and yet he seemed to be managing better than Josh. But, I mean, that's not really that surprising. Um, What was surprising to me, though, was Desi going to Chris and saying, hey, like wanting to work with Chris. I thought that was a very interesting move. Was this just a matter of, you know, people feeling like the other side, they're definitely not on the other side of the vets. So we might as well be together as a unit.
0: I'll take you a step forward, a a step further. Um, Tori sort of ended things with uh, Chanel and Desi Mm. being like, what's shown is shown. Mm -hmm. Like, I like you as people, but like we're clearly on other sides of the house and that the ending of that alliance also effectively means that Johnny Bananas sort of alliance with them is also done right yes so it's very much like my enemy's enemy is my friend fair right totally and like Desi's like listen we we basically need the same things here Chris <laughs> yes so we might as well work together right like we might as well like we I know what you need you know what I need it's the same thing Let's just like work in tandem. And it's an important scene because we have what I thought was a very interesting daily competition brain squeeze. So they run into, uh, they have a fort that they have to run into. I actually tried to like do some research on this fort and I didn't learn a lot about it. The, (laughs) The best I could do was finding a Wikipedia page in Croatian that I had to have Google translate to me okay i don't understand who built the fort i know it was built in the 1800s and i know it was damaged by the nazis during the second world war that's all i know okay Okay. um yeah just because i know you were curious i know we're big fort guys listen
1: i always appreciate the knowledge being dropped by you on the pod so i'm here for it
0: (laughs) can i I ask you can i ask you a question sheldon Mm -hmm. when you saw that there was a fort on this episode Did you think that I was going to do some research on it? Like, was was there the expectation, the understanding?
1: Anytime there's something kind of cool, I I have the anticipation (laughs) knowing that uh, there's going to be some knowledge dropped here. It's just, I've known you long enough. We've done this long enough. It's just what it's going to be. It's just what it's going to be.
0: I mean, that's what 259 episodes of a podcast will do to you. Um, so what they have to do is run into the fort. They have to find an unknown quantity and mm-hmm. that's important of heavy bags. Each bag has a puzzle piece in it mm-hmm. and it's assigned to them by color. For example, Cory is green. They have to find all their puzzle pieces, return it to a pile and, uh, put it together. Uh, Some of the cast members suggest that it might weigh as much. Each piece might weigh as much as 50 pounds. That sounds like a lot to me. I am sure it's over 10 pounds. Yeah,
1: 50 is a lot, especially like to be running that distance with a bunch of them. That's a lot to ask. That's a serious, serious challenge.
0: I also thought that like, so like when they stack them up in the puzzle, it gets pretty Mm -hmm. high, especially if you are less vertically gifted. It's kind of a big ask to tell someone who, I don't know who the shortest person is on the show, but, like, to ask the shortest person on the show to, like, like do a shoulder press of 50 pounds above their head. Yeah, right. Right? Like, that's a big ask. Hell yeah. It's it's probably, like, 25 pounds. Even 25 Mm -hmm. pounds. Still if a lot yeah. is, is no joke with a shoulder press. Mm. So when I'm in the gym, I got the like 30
1: dumbbell doing the overhead presses, you know, and that's like a solid, you know, so I can't imagine like you're running, carrying it. Like that's a full on legit, legit, serious workout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I say this as someone currently having knee problems, like, that's an uneven surface that they're running on with a weight swinging around. I wouldn't like that in the state I'm currently in. No, nobody would. So, Sheldon, what is what would have your strategy have been going into this? I ask because this is important because people have strategies that work to various degrees. So what would your strategy be?
1: Well, the very first thing would be to just team up with people and split up. And then you you switch
0: you trade information
1: with the people on your team which i feel like was kind of done but they didn't really show us it really being planned like we saw tory chasing around um, chanel chanel they're not on the same squad we saw bananas and michaela they're not on the same squad so like i guess in theory it was kind of happening but obviously we know what the major breakdown was it involved two people not on the same team listening to each
0: other, which why would I be helping you if I know that we don't share the same interests? So we, we should say who it is. So Johnny bananas and Michaela Mm -hmm. as individuals employ a similar tactic where they're like, I'm going to go find where all the pieces are, map it out in my head. Mm -hmm. And then just like, go do my thing. Chris It's just sort of after five. It's like I'm going to start putting together my puzzle, which like to me is incredibly dumb. (laughs) Because like when he said he was doing that, I'm like, what if you don't have the bottom piece?
1: Yeah, I don't know if he thought that one through.
0: Anyway, so Johnny and Michaela have mapped it out. Johnny has determined that there are seven pieces. Mm -hmm. Michaela knows that there are eight pieces because there's like one long pathway that goes like all the way down mm-hmm. and you have to go all the way to the bottom to get to the eighth piece. Number six and seven are along the way on this downward ramp. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, as he runs past her, is like, are there any down there? And she goes, nope. And he's like, cool, thanks for the information. <laughs> and I say this, like, I, I think it's so interesting that's Johnny that fell for this because he did this earlier this season where he purposely gave vague information. I mean, he didn't outright lie like Michaela did, but he purposely gave vague information to his competition. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, it's it goes to show, I guess, his fatigue level. Maybe I, I hesitate to call Johnny Bananas naive because, like, He's hey, not a naive person in, in general. This scenario,
1: he was though.
0: He was in this scenario. He was very much. And like everyone, everyone that listens to this podcast knows like I'm not, I'm not really back in the survivors. Like mm-hmm. I, I respect, I really respect Desi. Like I think Desi's the best of the survivor players. Mm-hmm. And like, I think Mikhail has done something smart. Something's dumb. You know, like I'm sort of mixed, mixed on mm-hmm. them, but Desi, especially I have a lot of respect for But man, the survivors absolutely outplayed the challenge vets credit where credit is due. And like they were playing so smart that I was rooting for them.
1: So the other part I didn't really get, but I, I, you know, we're obviously playing with more information watching it. But the fact that all the vets were there putting together their seven pieces. Meanwhile, all the other people weren't there. So obviously, once you have noticed them coming back with an extra piece, I guess not. I assume not.
0: I can't can't explain it, Sheldon. It
1: was just a weird, weird dynamic. But I got to give Mikhail a lot of credit because, as you said, that's a Johnny Bananas move. And she pulled it on Johnny Bananas. So also for them to pull that off in the way that she did, for them to communicate that with their crew and their crew only also very well done because when Desi tells Chris, Chris has no idea. Right. So, yeah, and she did it kind of, you know, on the low, no one else heard really. So just a great, well executed move by the people who are not the challenge vets. Like I would have expected this level of gameplay from the challenge vets. And it didn't happen that way.
0: I also, I got to point out, Chris returns and is assembling his puzzle. And he tells the challenge vets, (laughs) oh, yeah, (laughs) that there's an eighth piece. If he hadn't done that, I'm not sure they would have clued in. Yeah, certainly they would not have clued in. And like, it doesn't matter, he won, but like, this could have been a blowout. Um, I also have to say something just about CBS challenge, challenge light, whatever you want to call it. one of the things that i have struggled with as as a podcaster of the show i have found it's not a very funny season there's not a lot of good quips there's not a lot of like i find when you and i record this i have a really hard time coming up with the line of the episode because frankly they're just like they haven't they haven't been that many yeah right like it's not like i might get a chuckle uh when i watch this but i'm not like laughing out loud except this episode. Mm-hmm. There were some great lines in this episode. And one of the great moments is Fessel is saying, like, doing a confessional, doing it straight to camera. And he's like, I've won puzzle challenges before. I've got pretty good endurance. And then it cuts to him vomiting <laughs> during the daily. Yeah, so good. <laughs> not my line of the episode, because technically it was not a line that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But pretty, pretty fucking funny.
1: It was very good. A very great job of editing that normally will say, I say the best editors in reality television are the editors of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Because they do the best job of, what? I never said that. And then it cuts to the person and it's in it. black and white. And they say the exact thing they're in real time saying they never said. <laughs> they do that so well. It's the best. But the challenge editors, I will say, are very close behind. Um, And, yeah, that was just a well-played moment. But So, as we mentioned, the the Survivor peeps, or the Survivor crew, they end up outsmarting the vets and winning. And you got Mm -hmm. Chris and Desi. And I got to say, you know, I didn't really know where it was going to go after this happened. You know, because I was interested to see, like, are they going to try to make big moves? What's going to play out? How's this all going to play out? I thought it was very interesting because we get back to the house and here comes Michaela. Michaela's talking to Bananas and she's like, yeah, so I still want it to be a girl's day. To which Bananas is like, wait, what? (laughs) Like he's stunned because he's thinking that's not what I expected her to say because she's a woman, meaning And she didn't win, meaning that she could be going in. And then also, he's like, well, that was our plan all along. So he's just kind of sitting there like, okay, cool. But then she says that she wants Michelle to go in. And then Michelle walks into the room. And then we get, I would say, you know, like the line of the episode's got to be the Michelle down, right? Like that is a great, I don't know where that came from. Was that a thing that existed
0: before? I, like, I mean, it's new to me. Was that made up on
1: the spot? Because that was
0: just like, it feels like a Johnny Bananas original. Ah, uh, okay. But I also like they've been on seasons together before. This is the first time we've heard it. I think, I think it was. I, I, it's the first time we've heard it this season. I think. It, I think it's brand new altogether.
1: Well, I thought it was just exceptional. Great wordplay. I feel like that's got to be the name of the episode, Michelle Down. Even yeah. though. You know it's kind of giving away what happened, but whatever. Um, my issue here, and I've been saying Michelle did has done a good job this season. Mm-hmm. She tried so hard to keep her cool in this confrontation with Michaela, but Michaela just out calmed her if that makes us make sense because you know there's different argument styles, there's a style of the loudest person wins. There's a style of, I'm just going to like yell, right? Yell in someone's face. There's a style of, I'm just going to lie. There's a style of, I'm going to like try to change the topic or like just, you know, throw everyone off. There's so many different things you could do. But one of them is if you're just quiet and calm, you make the other person seem like they're losing it and they're out of control and thus they must be losing this debate and are wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, though, Michelle was right in this argument, Michaela, <laughs> like Michaela played a role in this whole thing. And, and Michelle's like, wait, what about your role? Like you're acting like you didn't do anything like you're making it seem like I was playing both sides or I didn't do anything. What did you say? And Michaela's like, well, I wanted it to be a girl's day, but that was before it's like, no, no, no. But you wanted someone specifically to be in and Michaela lies. She's like, no, I didn't. And that's yeah. all she says. And she's lying, and she's wrong, and we all know this. But Michelle ends up losing the argument because she lost her cool, and Michaela didn't. Did you read that the same way as I did?
0: Yeah, and it reminded me of one of the best, I mean, I guess it's reality TV, one of the best TV moments ever. Have you ever seen Dave Chappelle on Inside the Actor's Studio? Yes. Do you remember in that episode, which for our listeners, if you have not watched Dave Chappelle on inside the actor's studio, it's literally the best episode. <laughs> it was so good that yeah. when they did the 200th episode, they brought Dave Chappelle back to be the host. Ah, uh, yeah, Like yeah. that's how good it was. But like the, the best moment, in the entire episode of Inside the Actors Studio with Dave Chappelle, was he says, the worst thing you can call somebody is crazy because it's dismissive and you can't come back from it. Once you're labeled as crazy, no one listens to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And although she never uses the word crazy, Michaela essentially does that, right? She says, like, well, like, you're already getting, like, pink in the face. Like, you're already and like... And Michelle goes, Well, that's what happens when I melt down. And Michaela goes, Oh, so you are having a meltdown. <laughs> like, just absolutely gaslighting the shit out of her. And not quite my line of the episode, but almost my line of the episode. Michelle goes, I'm a fucking mess. That's a fact. <laughs> Michelle, what are you doing? No, baby, no. <laughs> That was a straight, like,
1: I was I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, ah, uh, Michelle, she checkmated you right there. Yeah. Chestnut checkers. Michaela, like, she got her. Right? She just kept talking and let Michelle talk herself into melting down. Yeah. Right? Like, your face is red. What do you mean? Well, this is just how my face gets. It's like, she tried. She tried. It was a valiant effort. But Michaela just was more ready for the argument or the confrontation that yeah. Michelle was. And I think part of that is part of that is plays into the overall problem with Michelle's game this season or just overall. The reason why Michaela was able to just straight directly go at her is because Michaela has a direct point of contention. She's a direct point of which side she's on. Mm. Michelle is always having to overthink what she says because she's playing both sides. So you're constantly thinking, wait, who else is in the room? What's this person going to think? What's that person going to think? Where Michaela's cards are on the table. People already know which side she's on. People already know that she's going at this side of the house or that side of the house, right? And Mm -hmm. Michelle's just not playing the same game.
0: Who was... This is a deep cut, and I know we're going to have people, listeners, listening to this. Who is that doctor who is on like season two or three, of Big Brother, who is partnered with who's in Chilltown with Mike Boogie, yeah, Doctor? I don't even remember, I don't you remember, remember,
1: but I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know we're going to have listeners, uh, who are screaming right now. Um, but he said. Something that is season two of Big Brother. I'm looking it up right now because it's so important. It was uh, Dr. Will, Will Kirby. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Dr. Will said that one of the most important things in a situation like Big Brother, which I think is a little more extreme because they're like stuck in a single house on like the challenge where they like get to go outside, they have like Mm -hmm. they get to go to bars and restaurants and stuff. But One of the things that Dr. Will always said was, the most important thing you can do in a situation like this is be consistent. Mm. Because after a certain point, people will gravitate towards that consistency. Whether they like you or not, they will like the consistency. True. And I don't know if that's like something that Mikhail is doing consciously. But to your point, it's plain to her advantage that she's being... She, throughout the season she's been consistent she is who she says she is mm-hmm. and like even when it drives her alliance members like desi and chanel crazy they know what they're going to get with michaela it's true
1: it's very true
0: so it's very true we've got chris and desi who we already know are on the same page yeah. have pretty much the most straightful, straightforward nomination process mm-hmm. the only real curveball is that you Know obviously they put up Michelle. It's a little surprising that they put up Josh instead of Fessel,
1: yeah, and that I think is a huge mistake by uh Chris just yeah. because you know it almost makes you wonder was he trying to like burn the vote?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost like because I didn't really get it, it didn't really make sense. Because are they thinking, do they not realize how little time there is before the final? So they're thinking Fessy has more of a chance to win and then come back at them. Because to me, the move is you obviously try to put in Fessy and then you use your votes, which clearly the whole house was on board with making it a woman's day. So maybe that's it. They just put in Josh just to burn it anyways because you weren't going to get Fessy out. So you're just getting a mad out not I didn't really understand the gameplay because I think you, the move to make, if I was Chris especially, was to take the shot at um, Fessy and not Josh.
0: But Well, we, talk, we talked about this last episode of You Killed It. People overthink these things. Mm-hmm. The format is you put in, you, to the best of your ability, you put in the two people you like the least yep. or are your biggest competition. Mm-hmm. And then one of them goes home. And Fessel is bigger competition than Josh.
1: And would they have had the numbers? Because the way that it all played out really made no sense.
0: The votes, the secret votes. No, the numbers. Well, but like, I'm not even saying it's an, an issue of numbers because as we know, all it takes is one vote.
1: True. Very
0: true. So like, you don't even, you're just like, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in Fessel and then, I basically have a sense of obligation. Michelle, because she's nominated, is going to vote for a guy. Yeah. So I've got a puncher's chance that Fessel's mm-hmm. going in against someone and it's not me. Great. Yeah. And my hands aren't getting dirty.
1: Who made the one vote for Corey?
0: Uh, I assume Michelle. Uh yeah, yeah. Right? Because like she she did have that and conversation that with Josh. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, who yeah. are you gonna vote for? She wouldn't pick Banana.
1: She wouldn't pick Fessy. Yeah, that's true.
0: Fair. Um, So, yeah.
1: Fair, fair, fair. Totally makes sense. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it it was a very interesting move for sure. And as you mentioned, we talked about it a bit before, Josh trying to stay calm and he's struggling because he's Josh, of course.
0: Corey Um, and Fessel do everything in their power to not have like Josh freak out like they do everything except restrain him
1: but the thing i don't get is that we already had the scene where he finally figures out the numbers so yeah. then why would he be nervous if he's already figured out the numbers and knows the amount of numbers and the, this this is another scenario as to we've had this discussion before on the pod where i suggest Josh is doing a lot of acting because he knows it's going to end up on the on the show because if he's not acting here and trying to pretend that he's nervous, this doesn't make any sense
0: I mean there's another explanation, and like you know this the simplest it's Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Mm-hmm. Josh is stupid. <laughs> Uh. I was gonna put that out there and like, you know, this, this is my line of the episode. Mm -hmm. We're at the elimination. And as we've discussed, Corey and Chanel each get a vote. Uh, Cassidy gets seven votes. Yeah, Cassidy must be from Toronto with the screw face she's giving, (laughs) but then, you know, Hopper's going to hop and uh, TJ pulls Cassidy's one of Cassidy's seven balls. I'm going to say this again. Corey has one Chanel has one Cassidy has seven yeah and your man's Josh says honestly the hopper was just on my side man <laughs> he had an eight to one chance <laughs> this is what I what I mean when I say Josh is dumb <laughs> right he had the lowest odds of going in He's he's Josh though, right? Like he's Josh. What are you gonna do? That's my line of the episode though. I don't think it was intentional comedy, <laughs> but I sure laughed hard. But like, I think, what a dummy!
1: Again though, I think he's just saying stuff to make it on the show, right? But like, like he fairness, thinks that's
0: what he should be saying. In fairness to him, like it's it's a natural from a production standpoint. Oh, we mm-hmm. gotta get we gotta get Michelle's reaction. We gotta get. Uh, Cassidy's reaction. We got to get Josh's reaction. And then like Josh doesn't have to do anything extra in that moment to get on the show. He just says arguably the dumbest possible thing in that scenario. Like that's his instinct is to say the dumb thing.
1: No, for sure. I totally agree with you.
0: So Cassidy versus Michelle in an elimination called hot wheel, which basically has a 20 foot long bar with two steering wheels at either end. And there's a blowtorch in the middle attached to it. And they have to twist it to light off their own explosive targets. Like there's a fuse on each one. So there's six targets for each of them. And like, they have to not just twist the steering wheel. They also have to push it back and forth. What did you think of this elimination when you saw it laid out?
1: So I thought it was pretty cool. But I also thought that like my issue with it was that it was a little too hard, if that makes sense, oh. right? Like in terms of, I thought it could have gone on forever because yeah, they didn't really tell us how long it was, but at the same time, like if you just stand your ground and try to like tire the other personnel, you could probably win. You'd have a pretty good chance of winning, just conserving your energy, right?
0: Um, Well, and that's exactly what Cassidy does, right? Like that is her strategy.
1: So once, because for me watching this in real time, as soon as I noticed that, okay, this is an endurance challenge, I had the feeling that Michelle was going to lose because I just felt that Cassidy has already proven to be like a pretty good athlete. And then we found out that she does, like, what was it, jujitsu or something like that? Yeah. Which clearly there's a lot of stamina involved in that. And so as soon as, you know, it was fully explained what was happening, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Cassidy's got this. And, you know, Well, sometimes- and also
0: doing... Sorry, I was just going to say, doing jujitsu, you'd have a good idea of, like, body weight, controlling someone else's body weight and motion mm-hmm. and stuff like that, momentum um i thought michelle was gonna lose because she's a loser and that's what they tend to do wow shots fired see
1: yeah i don't know i just i honestly just thought at that point like good job good effort this isn't gonna really go your way michelle
0: no i mean i was i did find it compelling like i was invested i thought like good visuals like the one uh target explodes and like the chunk hits the camera mm-hmm. lens like it was pretty good. Yeah. You could tell the cast was more invested than last week's elimination mm-hmm. with the uh the barrel tag. Yeah. I think um, people
1: were cheering for Michelle. <laughs> What's with the look on your face? What's so funny?
0: No one was cheering for Michelle. Michaela was straight up helping Cassidy. <laughs> You're, you're so mad right now it's so funny <laughs> cool. no but we like do. we don't tolerate falsehoods on this podcast <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that was this good. is a, a reality-based podcast
1: i again i said this earlier in the show and i'll repeat it now at the end it's like i feel bad for michelle in the sense that this was the way so everyone made it seem like even she did my mistake last week is what has me in this position now. Nah. And I want to play this back.
0: Sorry? What? It's, it's, it's not. It's no, a, no. The entire I, I agree season. with you.
1: Yeah. It's the entire season, right? Because even if you play it out the other way and say that she did vote for Tori, right? Let's say she voted with them and she votes for Tori. If Tori and them win this week, she's going in. Yeah, So it was just worst case scenario, and we've seen it time and time again. If you're playing all sides of the house, eventually it's going to catch up to you. And at a certain point, you have to make a choice. We've seen it because we've seen it lately with CT. The last few times CT's been in the house. He sits on the fence, right? He doesn't really make it known which side he's rolling with until there's a point where you have to pick a side, right? And then eventually you have to pick a side because you're not going to make it to the final without picking a side. It's very rare that's happened. And Michelle's problem was she just didn't pick a side. And even when she did finally pick the side and not go against Tori, it made it bad because then like everyone kind of lost trust in her. If she last week, I said it already, if, if her mistake was as soon as Michaela and them came to her, if she said, you know what, guys, I just can't do it. Like Mm -hmm. I I would like to, but I just think that's too, she didn't even have to like blow up the whole game. She just could have said, I think that's too risky of a move. I'm with you guys, but I think that's too risky of a move. I don't think we should do that.
0: They also, I mean, they, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but they all claimed, they all maintained that she was the one, like we saw this in the fight with Desi and Chanel. It was her idea and that they had at one point Chanel went back to her three times to be like, yo, is this still the plan? Are we still betraying Tori? Is this still a plan? Like, but I we know it was her. Michaela's idea. It was Michaela's idea, but Michelle I buy that also, they went
1: back to her. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You're
0: right. Um, and also she's just been doing this all season and this is how she does it every season. Sure. And like, I know, I know I've been ragging on Michelle this episode and every episode of the season, But like, if Michelle wants to win as bad as she says she wants to win, she needs to really watch these seasons, watch them back with a critical eye and make changes to how she plays the game.
1: It's just pick a side. Pick a crew when you come into the game. Stick with that crew. Work with that crew. And be more confident in yourself and your own skills.
0: Look at... The people who are historically successful on this show—Bananas, Wes, uh, Jordan, uh, Smashley, CT, T- Tori, they have succeeded because they ride with their crew. Yeah. Right, and like you're right that like CT in recent seasons has sort of been accused of flip flopping. But the seasons where he has not flip-flopped, like War of the Worlds, where he was like firmly on a team and there was like no choice in the matter, Mm -hmm. he won. Like the difference is if you're if he's by himself, he wins, or if he's on like a declared team, he wins. Right, and Mm -hmm. like that's that's the key to success. Even going further back, someone like Darrell, who has an excellent record. Darrell's word is bond. If Darrell tells you he's going to vote a certain way, he votes a certain way. And that is it. Right. And like, I know this is a show on the surface. That seems like it's about deceit, but the people who win are the ones who are consistent and honest. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe not honest, but like hold up their commitments.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Totally. Totally
0: agree. So, uh, Obviously Cassidy wins. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a great competition, a great showing from Cassidy as well. Like she, she wins six to one
1: Cassidy showing me a lot. I got to say that I'd like to see Cassidy on the normal challenge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I Cassidy's really grown on me. Um, I have to ask you though, Sheldon, who killed it for you this episode?
1: Well, much like last week, I said that Chris killed it because, They've been gunning at him for weeks and they can't get him out. So I'm doing the same thing this week in terms of Cassidy killed it for me. They're trying to get her out consistently and they can't do it. And the reason I give her more credit than I even gave Chris last week is because she's remained calm and cool. Like she had her outbursts where like, I think there's a difference between like she talked shit when she was announced to be going in a couple weeks ago, right? Where she called out a bunch of the other girls that haven't gotten in yet but that's just talking smack. And then you're coming back into the house. I'm with that. I'm for that. She has been in the elimination now multiple times and done in different kinds of eliminations and found ways to win. And I give her a lot of credit for that. And she's maintaining, she's not causing trouble in the house. Chris has made it this whole like drama thing every week where he's like, the whole house is against me. I don't know what to do. I got to win or else I'm going in again and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's just drama, drama, drama. She's just like, all right, I guess I'm going in because no, uh, none of these other girls have to prove themselves. So I guess it's me again. And she goes in, she kicks ass and comes back into the house. I mean, she's doing work. I give her credit for it. Cassidy killed it for me.
0: I'm going with Michaela
1: mm-hmm.
0: and don't get me wrong. There were other choices. Desi, I think would have been a great candidate for this Josh for holding it together, <laughs> going against his, <laughs> his lesser angels, I but leave you, but oh, I'm giving fire. it to Michaela because she got rid of, I think the person who's been the biggest thorn in her side, Mm-hmm. She did it without really getting her hands dirty. Mm -hmm. She um, solidified, like, one of the things that's been holding her up is that her two closest Alliance members, Chanel and Desi, Mm -hmm. have been riding a little bit with Tori. But now, Michaela has successfully separated them from Tori. Correct. The next time, like, let's say... Next week, one of them wins the uh, daily competition. Michaela will be able to say, let's go after Mm Tori. They're going to have a hard time saying no. True. Very true. It's very true. Significantly, next week is the penultimate episode, the second last episode. That's a double elimination.
1: That it is, my friend. That it is.
0: Any predictions? No,
1: because I think that the one last twist will be a double elimination. Um, And then we're into the final.
0: Here's my prediction. Are you ready? Based solely off of what we have seen from like preview clips, solely from what we have seen from the like next week. Josh is going to betray Johnny bananas and put him into hall brawl and Johnny is going to lose.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could definitely see
0: that. Could definitely that's see that. Of course. That's what I'm, that's what I'm expecting.
1: Yeah. I mean, what did you think of Chris's answer about keeping bananas around? Cause he's old.
0: I think that is a gigantic mistake. I think Johnny is the most dangerous man left in the house. Yeah. Because Johnny has two things going over him that the rest of them don't. He's smart. Mm -hmm. And that includes being good at puzzles. Yep. And he is the most mentally pulled together. Like, he he doesn't crack like Mm -hmm. Josh does or like Fessel does, right? Yeah. Like, I got to say fessel throwing up during that challenge during the daily challenge that is not the kind of endurance that you need to run a uh like season finale it's
1: definitely not
0: like they maybe in total ran 10 kilometers mm-hmm. in, in that competition and it's gonna be so much longer in the finale and he's vomiting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I definitely agree. I, I definitely think at this you. point, as long as Johnny Bananas can make the final, and I don't think he will, but if he can make the final, then it's his to lose. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Definitely with you. It's also worth saying, for both genders, there's no weak links left. No. It'll be
1: a good. It'll be a good final.
0: No layups. Josh is the biggest layup in the house, and like he's not that bad.
1: No, he, he'll he, be able to hold his own.
0: He's got a more fit. He's his problems between his ears. <laughs> uh, where can the good people and only the good people find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander and like and subscribe wherever you get the pod. Blesses with a like retweet a share. Rate us, review us, unsubscribe, then resubscribe or unfollow, then follow, all that fun stuff. <laughs> You're staring blankly at me, and it's hilarious.
0: I'm waiting for you to ask me what my social media is. You can find me at <laughs> J <J-H-D> Hill. <Health. laughs> <sighs> i got you good (laughs) until Uh, next episode this is you killed it (laughs) well played well played you got me you killed it